Hey, welcome to Grace Online. My name is Josh. I'm the lead pastor of Grace Free Church. I'm pumped that you're here. And if you are part of our online location, you are part of Grace Free Church in every way. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us. If you have more questions about our church or want to know more information about the incredible programming we have for you and your family and your friends, or if you just need prayer, our team is here to serve you. And by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, to get the full Grace Online experience, jump over to our actual Grace Online location. It's found at www.gracefreechurch.live. On this page, you're going to find links to our state-of-the-art kids content. You just click the kids link, and we have absolutely incredible content to help them grow and be encouraged and learn more about Jesus. And by the way, before we get started, hit the connect button. It's our main way of communicating with you about all of the incredible things that are coming up with Grace Free Church. I don't want you to miss out on anything. We're here for you and we have amazing stuff for you. And the way to learn about that is through the connect link on this page. I hope you're ready for an awesome worship service. God's going to do some absolute incredible stuff. Jump in the chat. You can connect with people through there. I'm pumped for the worship. I'm pumped for the message that's going to come this morning and uh, or whenever you're watching it. So let's get ready to worship together.
So I'm Ryan Fosnock, if you don't know who I am, the, the Tremont location pastor, the Tremont campus. Um, Paul, he's our worship leader. You saw Donna and Dave, they're part of the worship team up there and play an integral part. Um, so welcome to Tre- Tremont. I made that mistake. Man, welcome to Cresona. I'm sorry, am I in your way? No, Do you have something fine, to say? Okay. Um, so the reason we're here is one is it's like a swap Sunday um, to show you part of like what we do in Tremont, but it's really, it, our message is um, it, it's stepping out in faith, you know, as far as like the work that we've done in Tremont, the work that you have done in Tremont that we're absolutely blessed to, to be a part of is that it's actually you guys that made it happen. We were just along for the ride and we were, you know, stepping out. So it's like stepping, stepping into God's plan, into his direction, stepping up and saying like, okay, I'm part of the team. And then of course, stepping out, stepping into action. And regardless of where you fall, if you're churched, unchurched, if you believe in God or not, like there's still a level of faith that you have. Like tomorrow's going to come, right? It's predict- there's predictability in this world. Um, that, you know, if you're going to go to a building or a sports, a sports event or something like that, chances are it's predictable that there's going to be a bathroom there. You know, like we're predictable people, right? There's going to be something there. Um, but even if it's, sometimes we take it a, a little out of context. Sometimes, you know, have you done this in the last, I don't know, 10 years? Like you, you, you pick a photo up and say, hey, you know, Paul, take a look at my family. Isn't that nice? Like, oh, who's on there? And you try to zoom in on the physical picture. You know, like sometimes we're applying like what we, th- yeah, that's never happened to you? No, that's happened to me. I thought I was the only one that ever happened to me. Okay, no. Well, I, I'm just using the story because ha- you told me it happened, so I'm just kidding. So, but our story is, and what I don't want you to think is that, you know, look at us. Look, look at this Tremont team and how fantastic we are and what we've done. That's not the case at all. That's not the case at all. Um, actually, I'm going to invite part of our other, our, our core, the core group that we had in Tremont, uh, invite them up. So, like, what we're not saying is, like, look at us. It's actually quite the uh, difference of perspective to say, like, look what God has done. Look, look who he is. Look what God has done. And, you know, th- there's, there's a verse that, that comes into play here in 2 Corinthians that really like sums all of this up. It's like, for we live by faith, not by sight. You know, Paul in the New Testament wrote his first scathing letter to the Corinthians saying like, you know, you're compromising. You're letting what's around you infiltrate the church, like these non-Christian values and some, you know, pretty atrocious things that were happening, um, you know, from that Roman society. But then this second letter comes about and actually they, they received it and change, you know, received it in positivity to change what they were doing in that church. And part of what he was saying, even when he's getting up to this, up to this verse, is that um, it's the, it, it's, he's writing this letter to say like, hey, I'm coming back to visit. You know, hopefully this is going to be free of embarrassment and this is going to be an enjoyable time. And he's talking about our physical bodies, that we have this body, we have this we have this earthly tent that is living in us, right? You know, that we're living in right now. But there's this promise of this eternal heavenly dwelling that, that you can't see. So that's the context we're saying, like, you know, we live by faith. That we have this hope in the future. That we live by faith, not by sight. We could see our bodies 
And, you know, we have this hope of where this is coming from. So I can speak for all of us here on stage because we share the sentiment. It's like being able to do this in Tremont. You know, our goal is to actually, like, maybe spur on or help you find God's direction in your life. Uh, maybe not specifically, or it might be actually to be stepping out into another capacity or a certain way to serve God with the skills and, and the abilities that you have. Because we all started off this journey, I think, a lot, you know, how the disciples were described, is that ordinary, like, God, pick someone else, please. And, you know, through each of the very fine-tuned skills that we have, you know, in our professional careers or in our lives or as parents or, or siblings or, or friends is that they're all to be used for God. So the backstory to start where this is, what, you know, how, how do these, all these jokers on stage know each other? You know, like, so who are you? I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. I'm asking on behalf of them. Who are you? What do you do? Um, Tell, tell us a little, bit, a, bit, a little bit about yourself. Okay. My name is Paul Carenda. I have two amazing kids. I've lived in Pine Grove the last 25 years or so, and uh, I'm originally from Shenandoah. No booing. Shenandoah! <laughs> hey, if there was ever a need for a church plant, we're going there next. I, <laughs> he's not part of that growing team, so th there's nothing official here. Paul has great ideas, but yeah. continue. Yeah. So uh, I work at Honeywell over by Marlin. I've been there for 25 years. I'm a pretty, I'm a 25-year guy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You don't just look that young. I'm yes. 48. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I've been, uh, I've been involved in worship ministry for a long time, like uh, ever since I first, my faith journey started, uh, which happened after my marriage. I got involved with chorus and all that stuff, and, uh, you know, and like, literally a Lutheran choir, so I learned a bunch of stuff there. And uh, are you looking at your watch because I'm going too long? No, Jack Hallett's <laughs> texted me. Oh, okay. I should take this off. So uh, <laughs> so I've been involved a lot, but I've never really, I never felt convicted until this project. Uh, I've never felt convicted to be a part of a worship ministry team full-time and certainly not like lead one, if that's what, you, if that's what I do. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's me. Hello, my name's Jake Wolf. Uh, I work for Snap-on Tools down in Harrisburg. I originally started my working career local here at Alcoa for 10 years and then moved down to Harrisburg to work. I, uh, I've been involved in ministry in and around Tremont probably since the time I was knee-high to a grasshopper. Uh, right now I lead the youth ministry up at Grace Tremont, and this is my wonderful wife. You didn't say that wonderful part last time, but I do. Like <laughs> I stole that from your last speech. My name's Brandy Wolf. I work at Department of Military and Veterans Affairs at Fort Indian Gap. I'm an administrative officer. I um, lead children's ministry up in Tremont. I've been helping in the children's ministry capacity for about the past 15 or so years. Jake and I have been very active with Community yeah. Vacation Bible School in Tremont. We've done other things like um, Sunday school at our former church. We helped with what's called what was called Kids Club in Tremont, which is what you may think of as Awana. But we've yeah. involved been, been involved with kids ministry for many years. And, and previous to that, you grew up. I how? did not go to church growing up. My yeah. mom didn't have her driver's license. My dad owned his own coal mine, so he worked seven days a week, so we did not go to church. Yeah. Until I met Jake. 
blessing since. So, <laughs> so I, I'm, I, I work as a civil engineer professionally uh, full-time and separate from that. It's a, a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, I think, up in Tremont from um, organizing a bunch of stuff. So, He's you a know, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> copies, copies, um, two-sided copies. So, so what you know as, you know, Josh and Jim and a, a, a piece of, of Brandon, the drummer. Um, I'm, I'm like sort of a mix of all those pieces and Rebecca, uh, and Rebecca uh, a bit together. But we do have uh, some of our uh, Tremont team here. They were here serving. Uh, hi, Rebecca. Um, so I, I knew Jake from my childhood. We grew up, our yards backed up to one another. Great wiffle ball matches in the backyard. He had a lot of siblings, so did I. He was best friends with my older brother. I was the guy tagging along. Um, so it's pretty incredible, the, the, the relationships here. And then with Paul, it's like we, with our children being of the same age, schooling, sports, band, you name it, we, we sort of um, got to know each other. And um, um, yeah, I mean, I should say, uh, so Joy, his wife, used to put my kids on the bus. Thank you, Joy. And uh, and then 40 came. I, I turned 40 years old, and it hit me like a truck. I spent five days in the hospital, some kind of weird mystery stomach bug. And Ryan got to see me throw up, yeah. which was we, nice. We were connected at the barf bag. I don't, even know, I don't even yeah. know why he was there. When I think back, I'm like, we weren't even friends, and you were at my bedside. <laughs> I mean, we were friends, but we weren't like Maybe I was lost. And I don't know. Jake and Brandy, I didn't know at all until this uh, mission. And man, am I glad they came into my life. Yeah. Great people. So, h- how'd this get started? Well, I was asking Paul. I'm so- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Paul had enough my time now. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. So, just to, to sum it up real short, my wife and I used to run a community VBS, and, and all of a sudden, Ryan wanted to help out. You know, and I've known Ryan for years, and we're not going to turn away any help at all. So Ryan comes up and helps, and, and somehow somebody put a bug on my ear. Hey, did Ryan talk to you about starting a church? Or getting... No. Well, a lot of time passed. It was a couple of years, I think. And all of a sudden, my phone rings. Hey, Jake. Yes, Ryan. And I, I knew exactly where he was going before he even said it. I'm thinking I'm, I'm called to Tremont. I want to get something started. What do you think? Are you in? Well, I'm a big prayer, so everything goes to prayer. I put everything to prayer. I'm, I, I analyze everything. Uh, so I, I wasn't in it first, but that's where it started first. I think the other thing, too, is <clears throat> there was multiple conversations. I knew Paul, you know, as a, as a, as a good friend, and, and, you know, and his abilities to, like, sing are really amazing. He doesn't think so, but we all do. Um, but the other thing is that, you know, this, this started years ago, like 2015. I remember sharing this with, with my wife and the church we went to at that time. We got advice from the pastor saying like, well, if your wife isn't in, it's a no. And I'm like, totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. So we, we did the same thing. It was, it was committed to prayer. Um, and then over the course of several years, you know, spring, summer of 2019, um, I'll, I'll say this, is that um, I was listening to an interview with Tim Tebow, and his father gave, gave him this advice about, you know, finding a wife, finding a girlfriend, you know, a, a future partner in your, in your life. And he said, find someone, don't find someone to live with, find someone that you can't live without. And that's absolutely my wife. I was able to say that the first service without partially cracking my voice and <laughs> breaking the tears, but, um, but she fills in the gaps of spiritual gifts 
prayers specifically that are unfathomed. I get more of like the two by four across the shins or the coconut on the head type of stop in your tracks type of answered prayer. She just gets them so clearly often. So she's out for a walk run and, and she just has this overwhelming feeling like, like the Holy Spirit's talking to her saying like, I, I want you to read these three minor prophet books in the Old Testament. So she gets back to the house, she reads through and it's Hosea, Habakkuk, and uh, Haggai. You know, Hosea is all about prayer. The second one, Habakkuk, is about living by faith in spite of all the doubt that's going on around you. And the last one in Haggai is listening to God's voice and paying close attention to what he wants you to do. So I didn't know that happened. I'm at work, and I get a text, and it says, okay, I'm ready. This feels like an old joke, but any, any husband that gets that random text... <laughs> Ryan, you shouldn't have kept said this for the service. The kids are here. The kids are here. Yeah. Hey, I don't know where everyone's mind's at. I'm saying, you know, what do you want for dinner is probably what she was asking. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that either. Um, so, so anyway, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's the middle of the afternoon. And uh, she said, no, it's, it's about... It's about God. It's about Tremont. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> My word. Is that, is that it? So anyway... Coincidentally, um, someone flipped the thing on here. I'm reading through a book that was given to me. My daughter read it, and I said, oh, let me read through that too. And it's called Fearless. About, it's about this Navy SEAL. Uh, guy had his, Adam Brown, had, had his own demons in his life with addiction and everything. At one point, he's, he's training. He gets stabbed in the eyeball in his dominant eye, trains himself to be a sniper with his non-dominant eye, you know, destroys his one hand and shoots with his left. I mean, it was inc an incredible story. But in this book, it starts with the ending. And it, it's this, I could sum up this entire book. It's a great book. It said, when Adam Brown woke up on March 17, 2010, he didn't know he would die that night in the Hindu Kush mountains of Afghanistan, but he was ready. So reading this and this guy's dedication, and, 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 and a Christian, he would go from fighting in uh, Afghanistan, and when he's not on mission, he's back keep teaching Sunday school in his church, and nobody knew that these two worlds were coexisting. It was, it was pretty incredible between the two. But as far as the direction, you know, like God's, what was it like deciding that, that this was God's direction for you? You know, what was that like for you? So for me, the way God speaks through me is through unrest. So I had unrest. It's not like, oh, that'll be great. You know, it's like, no, I, I need to serve. Like, I feel this, like, twist inside of me. <laughs> and uh, to kind of quench that twist, I'm like, yeah, I'm all in. Because I, I knew it was right. Yeah. For me, it was just the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I don't go into anything lightly. I, I go over everything in my mind. Is it going to work? What's going to happen? How are we going to do this? So I repeatedly went to prayer. And I, I'm, I'm not a jump all in type of guy right away. I got to think things through. And I prayed and prayed and prayed. And it took a long time until I finally decided, yeah, we're, this is what needs to be done. Yeah, and I, I need to, I said it last time, I'm going to say it here too. Like, it's not lost on any of us that there are three or four churches in Tremont with eight people in them. You know, this is, what a crazy adventure that yeah. you guys help support. And, uh, I mean, it's a big deal. It's, it's a, a crazy big deal that, a, that it, this even worked. It's a huge deal. 
and, and Brandy's about to talk, which is Sorry. a huge deal too, yeah. until you interrupted. So, this Brandy. Is how, this is how all of our meetings go. I don't ever get to talk. I do want to throw a disclaimer out there. I am the crier of the group, and I will try to hold it together. So, I was all in from the beginning. And like Jake said, he's always very reluctant. Very reluctant. And at the time we were talking about this, he, he's still working a lot of overtime, but they had ramped up his overtime at work. And he said, Brandy, he said, I think that this increased overtime is God's way of saying we shouldn't do this. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I went to work the next day. I went in my office. I shut my door, and I called Ryan. And I said, Ryan, I said, this is my conversation with Jake. And I said, He's wrong. <laughs> I, said, I said, he thinks that this is God telling us not to do this. I said, this is the devil telling us not to do this, not God. And I, he saw things my way once I told him. <laughs> Let me just say one more thing. Uh, I don't know if you want to. I, I do. <laughs> so like I said, I, everything goes with prayer for me. And uh, we, we did travel outside of treatment and go to different churches. But something just, I kept telling my wife, something keeps pulling me back. I said, this is where I grew up. This, this needs something. I said, something's got to happen here. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's incredible that how they were called. Like, we have something to do in Tremont. We may not know what that is. But, and we may not, they didn't see it, but they knew that they were called back to there. And, I mean, as far as, like, the, the level of uncertainty. Like, for me, I'm, I'm more, like, I want to know, okay, where are we going to go? Who's going to help? How are we going to do this? When? All this other stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, what, what I was saying as what was my uncertainty or what was stepping out at uns, uh, in uncertainty was actually stepping out into God's plan and trusting that those things that I did not know, there was work to be done, of course. Um, but for all these details, I was thinking to myself, who, who... Who do I know best that knows to get into the details to be able to iron these things out so fine-tuned in the details other than Josh Ott himself? Um, that's not true. He's not a details guy. But I did meet with him. Jim Sheridan, yes. So I met with Josh, and, and I'm like, I don't even know what this means. Uh, I, you know, we have these, you know, like this whole process of, you know, what's going on here. Like, what does this even mean? Does it, is this a church plan or like, what does that even look like? And he laid out the different options with his, you know, ability to be involved with the Grace Evangelical or the Evangelical Free District and the grow groups and everything and that whole, you know, that the, the resources available from the district. He said, well, it could mean a couple different things. And he, and he, he, he led me to talk to Eddie Cole, um, a bunch of different things, and they said, you know what, think about what a live broadcast is. And he said, you know, even years ago is that, you know, like, don't come in here and tell us what the skook wants. You know, this isn't going to, so the Carlisle Evangelical Free Church was doing it at the, at the time. Um, tell them what we saw down in Carlisle. So, so we did a road trip, and just for perspective, I didn't know these guys at all when I did say that, but, but I, I barely knew you guys at all at that time. But we had a cool little road trip down, and we watched, uh, in Carlisle, we watched this service, and it was broadcasted over the, over the uh, airways like we do in Tremont now. And I'm like, man, well, I'll tell you first, like these folks start at like 5 a.m., and they don't tear down till like 2 p.m. It's, it's, they set up 
every Sunday. It's incredible. They in an school. elementary school. Yeah. 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 So it's a tremendous amount of work. And I mean, I think it's important to know that sometimes serving God is work. Yeah. You know? And we prayed hard that we wouldn't have to do that. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, you know, we're like, oh man, I don't know if I feel the same about this. <laughs> <laughs> the broadcast thing yeah. worked like that was pretty amazing like you sitting there and you're like hey this is not bad at all this is cool we can get used to this and uh but man the work that went in before and after was a little bit frightening and uh go ahead we all went down there with a, a high level of skepticism is it going to work how's this broadcast going to be now most of us have sat yeah. and watched church on tv or joel osteen or whoever you watch charles stanley but we, we went out to eat afterwards, and we sat down, and we all looked at each other and said, that'll work. And we weren't expecting that, were we? No, we were naysayers. Yeah, we were sitting down, and then it was like, well, this is how they set up this room and that, and the kids did this, and worship went this way, and there's the guy in the back clicking the buttons. Our guy in the back clicking the buttons today is Mike Williams. He's, he's we, what you know is Sean yeah, yeah. is our big Mike. And we have another, actually, Believer Night, uh, b- believe it, or not, we have another mic that does the same thing. So we have two mics, you know, so one mic may and the other mic not, yeah. So that's Paul's joke. I, that's why no one. It's pretty good, right? One mic may, one mic not. Never mind. So, so part of the uncertainty for me too was, was uh, like, where's this gonna be? And I took this, I took a day off of work the, the one day, um, Grab my little guy, we're going out to mow grass, and the previous, the building that we're in now, the previous place of worship, uh, what I'll call it, is they came to talk to Joy. Is oh, is Joy home? I said, oh, no, the, she's not home. And they're like, hey, I just want to let you know, proselytizing, et cetera, et cetera, our last service in Tremont's going to be this Sunday, and I'm like, what? And then proselytize, proselytizing, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, so when's it being listed? Who's going to be, I, 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 I went out on the mower with my little guy and I was sitting there like with this crazy laugh. I'm like, I can't believe what just happened because we went from, okay, God, if this is your plan for, a, you know, a mobile type of church service, then that's what it's going to be. But it just continued. I mean, it, it, it's amazing how each of these things sort of the, the series of steps between Jake and Brandy being involved in teaching with kids ministries in Tremont for a long time. Um, and Paul's heart changing, just being in, wanting to be engaged and filling that void, you know, it, having it be an immediate, and just the little pieces that sort of weave together. Um, the one thing I want to read here is uh, a verse, you know, because God called, God called Moses, and his response was, pardon your servant, Lord, please choose someone else. <laughs> and, you know, later, you know, in Exodus 33, you know, Moses, is, he's talking to God. He said, you've been telling me lead these people, but you've not let me know whom you will send with me. You said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. And then God reassures him and says, yes, I'm the one who's going to be with you. And then Moses said, now show me your glory. What was some of the awe moments, like a God glory moment in Tremont that, that you could share? Are you going to let me go first? Yes. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> so we started painting the walls in January, and we're driving up to the church in January, and it's cold, and we see this group of 
boys, teenage boys, walking. And we're like, oh, I wonder where they're going. And they show up at our church. I don't know who told them we were going to paint. They just showed up and they started helping us paint. And they were there every Friday. They, they showed up to paint. And, yeah. and like Paul said at the first service, that became part of our, our first set of, of uh, youth groups. Yeah, events. youth groups started slapping paint off a block wall in the lobby in Tremont. Yep. It's, it's crazy. It's amazing what pizza could do. <laughs> uh, it's amazing what God could do. But uh, it is true. Those, those folks, uh, some of those young people still come to church. They come to church on their own even. Slapping pa- starting with That's slapping awesome. paint off a wall. My aha moment was probably, Ryan, when you baptized my daughter. You baptized myself, my wife, and my daughter. And it was just it was one of the moments that well, the picture's up there. You saw it earlier today. It's, it's the aha moment. That's all I can call it. I, even from my perspective, like growing up with Jake, you know, it was like, I, you know, even in that moment, it was like, it was like, I had that flashback of our lives together previous to that. And at no point in my growing up childhood did I ever think that we would be sitting, baptizing, and helping baptize their family. It was just absolutely awe-inspiring absolutely inspiring because a lot of the things like you come into church here and it's like oh we're going to church but in Tremont in the last year like we had our first church service and it was like this is this is wild ask Joan I I was like it, it I don't I don't drink energy drinks but it was as if I drank about 20 of them and snorted 50 smarties you know like that's the way I was like the first day and yeah, I. One of the things I think is yeah. really cool is a, uh, is it the Book of Esther? There's like no real big God moments. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of little stacked on top God moments, and that's what this is. With GFC's willingness to reach out and your guys' willingness to support, and uh, just crazy yeah. stuff. If you were going to tell someone who's trying to figure out uh, God's direction for their life. Or maybe they're, you know, they have a direction or they're, they're, they're trying to take that next step if it's either in serving or uh, getting involved with something or following God in, in a certain direction. What would you say? What would you say based on what we've learned doing what we did in Tremont? My, I think lesson number one is, and I learned this from a mission trip that I went on, sometimes work is going to feel like work. And you're dealing with people and things and we're all humans and sometimes it's hard. Even though it's a God thing, it doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. I would say pray about it. And uh, if the Holy Spirit's leading in that way, just do it. Things work out better for us when we pray together. We find that our prayers are answered more when we do it together. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting that um, you know, even trying to find this is like relying on the team of people that are around you is, is a big thing because God wants to speak to you individually, but he's also going to speak to you through circumstances, through the people that surround you. Um, I mean, I remember years ago, listening to someone have a testimony, like they were driving down the road, listening to some rock song, <laughs> clearly not a Christian song, but it was living on a prayer and that snapped them. God's going to use everything to redeem and put his plan in place. Um, 
And I think the other thing too is like if you come from a non-church background, which some of us have, um, is that there's, there's, there is a level of, of you don't have to be ashamed. There is this, am I going to be this Jesus guy now? You know, like there's, there's some, you know, people that I, I know I have in my life, you know, like you do what? You help plant a church? Like that's crazy. You're like, yeah, it's, but it's, there is this level of confidence that you gain knowing who is on your side. You know, not only your team, but the God of the universe. Um, and for me, wanting to jump into the details, I may not see that whole plan. I may only see a piece or have an idea of where the direction's going, but it may not be the entire full plan. And there's urgency in what we do. There's absolute urgency. So I'll say this, you know, to, to sort of conclude this, unless you guys have something else to say. No. No, you did good. Oh, oh well, thank you. Um, I, I mentioned Tim Tebow earlier, is that um, his, his father was... Uh, teaching at an underground pastor's conference in another country. And it was secretive. So in walks basically human trafficking, these people selling these girls. And he's sitting there and, you know, and for good reasons, wrong reasons, he felt that he was being told, like, you need to buy them to save them. Now, there's other people will say, like, no, I'm not going to participate in that. That only makes the trafficking worse. But in that moment, he felt and he knew and he responded to God to say, like, I purchased them. And he bought these four girls. And they're started basically through their foundation and all the work that um, their family can do turned into fighting the exploitation of children and uh, human trafficking. And to fight that, that that goes on in this world all over that one instant. And his dad said, I wasn't there for that. I wasn't even there for that. But he knew God was calling him, and he said yes. And he said yes. So it's pretty incredible that, you know, like, we want to encourage you to respond to God's direction, to try to find God's direction, and seek that direction, and take the next step, because stepping into his plan takes a big level of of trust and faith. It's hard. And stepping in and saying, I'm all in. And of course, you know, doing that final step is stepping into action. So stepping out in the faith is really hard. But you have the God of the universe on your side. So before we uh, rock this party with some worship, uh, Jake Brandy, do you want to uh, close us out with prayer? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just glorify you, Lord. We don't always understand how you can take broken, sinful human beings like us and utilize us to glorify you, Lord. It's all about you. It's nothing about us. We just ask that you continue to show us favor as we continue this journey and guide us so we can spread your word throughout our communities. Through your son, Jesus Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. Good morning, Grace family and friends. We are so glad you have joined us to worship at our online campus. I want to take a moment and talk a bit about why we as a church encourage giving. Did you know that giving is considered an act of worship? It's true. Paul addressed the Philippian church on this very thing. In Ephesians 4, 18 through 19, Paul states, I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received 
from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Paul, of course, is referring to their offerings here. Paul continues, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Paul used these gifts to further the mission of spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And just like Paul, our mission at Grace Free Church is to share this good news throughout Schuylkill County. We want you to be a part of this mission as well. By partnering with us, we can reach the people of Schuylkill County. In fact, we can't do it without you. You may be thinking, how do I partner with Grace Free Church? Well, one way is through giving. We made this partnership process very simple. In fact, we have several methods to assist you in joining this mission. You can mail your gift to the church. You can text your gift to 570-528-2060, or you can give online by clicking the Give Online button on this page. The Give Online button also has a recurring giving option, which is a great way to schedule your gift giving. We appreciate you and are excited to see what God has in store for this church.
Hey. 